Good day and welcome to the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is July the 6th, 2022. His name is Alex. My name is Frank. Independence Day has come and passed. Do you still hate America? No, 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 no. Still, I'm, I'm liking America. That was a loaded question. I didn't feel it <laughs> as much. People were talking about how this July 4th was a little bit more diluted, or at least it was in the air that it was a little more diluted. I don't sure. know if you felt the same. No, yeah, we even kind of talked about it with like the, all the Roe v. Wade, you know, a lot of people weren't feeling very patriotic, and then you have some other shit that goes on over the weekend that kind of adds to that. But I mean, shit, dude, at the end of the day, and I actually kind of was thinking, reflecting on this a little bit this weekend. It's like what, what this celebrates, like whether it's a place that like everyone is like feels it's like the best and, and whatever. But like at the end of the day, like it is a country that is probably the freest and, and best in, in the world. And so many people, whether it's the Revolutionary War, Civil War, couple world wars, a lot of people sacrifice their lives so that like we could live the life we have and like, I guess, complain about the things that we do complain that like, you know, I obviously always trying to make it better but i do think there's still a lot a lot to be grateful and we're very lucky to to live in a place like this so yeah i don't know just kind of some thoughts from over the weekend well sometimes the show leads itself to natural segues and that was one right there so uh, <laughs> i have a i have a challenge for you what, okay. what what is what is something and and maybe we can start with sentiments but but the question was going to be what is an american value that we should appreciate uh and that our independence granted us starting from july 4th 1776 on to today. American value, something that we value as Americans, everybody, no matter what. I have one. It's not really a value. It's a sentiment. You go first. That we all agree that social media on the whole is a bad thing. <laughs> this is what the forefathers were talking about in 76? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily an American value, but, but, but I guess you could kind of tie it back to the fact that we can all say whatever we want. Two weeks yeah. ago, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, stood up on a stage and she said, fuck Clarence Thomas to the crowd and to the world. And it was posted all over social media. Everybody can agree that one, she has the right to say that. And two, uh, it's awful that uh, social media can spread that uh, contagion of uh, despair and hatred. Yeah, but it, the comment that she was referring to, though, I'm not even a big Larry Lightfoot fan, but the comments that she was referring to with the timing of which the man said them were pretty uh, in pretty bad taste, I would say. Well, that's fine. Whether or not you agree with with her sentiment just the fact that she can go up there and say that yeah right 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 that's yeah that's something that those all these people that we kind of just talked about fought for like, mm -hmm. that we live in a place that we can do that and it's not i mean dude i i kind of thought about over the weekend and it's like and i, I think of the show man in the high castle if we would have lost any of our wars we would have lost in seven like in the 1700s to the british if we would have lost you know if the civil war would have gone the other way or if we would have lost to the nazis like we could all be in a very different world and country like no question like extremely sure. different. And I mean, think about Nazi America. Think about what that would look like. And we, we wouldn't even be able to, to protest all these different things we're trying to protest or abortion. and all, Like it, it wouldn't be up to anyone. Like we at least live in a country where we have open debate and whether, you know, we have very differing opinions, but like we are able to have those, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I read an article over the weekend uh, where they were, they were kind of dissecting the uh, national anthem. And they were saying how cool it was, you know, above and beyond like other national anthems that are that are more or less just like like God save the queen or whatever, you know, that this national anthem poses an open question that will remain open for the re the remainder of our existence. And that's, oh, say, can you see or no? I thought it was Jose. Oh, can you see? Yes, it is Jose. Can you see? Oh, oh say, does that star spangled banner still wave? Because uh. they weren't sure that it would still wave after the Revolutionary War or after the first uh, free and fair contested election or after the Civil War or after uh, 
the depression or after world war two, right? Like it's all been open-ended throughout our history, our success and our, our position as a global leader. Uh, although it, it's, it's been in place for the entirety of our lifetimes is relatively new, I guess, in world history. So it, it's, it's, it was all an open-ended question. And, and I think it's just a, a testament to the experiment that is America. I think we, I think we, disseminate uh the 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 issues and the problems and the hypocrisy and the just the shit uh that comes with living in this country but i do think that there are some some values that are universally american that make us tremendously uh unique and special and should give us a great sense of pride when we realize that by no other factor other than the miracle of birth we are American citizens, and it means something to be an American citizen. It really does. This article said something that I thought was so profound. They said, if given the choice before birth, only a fool would choose not to be born in America. I still think that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like it's for the people here that maybe like really, really hate it and feel a certain way about it. It could be like a grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing. You know, like it sounds great that Canada has free healthcare, but then if you get over there and no one can get treated, it's like, well, what, what the fuck? Why, what's the point of it being free or, or, you know, lots of other situation scenarios though. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a, it's a solid country. The, the only other ideal that I would think of, I don't know why this popped in my head would be uh, like capitalism. I think mm -hmm. like that, that is like a very American ideal and like uh, something that is like, it has been a driving force in this country and, and maybe part of what has made it so great through the years is the ability to go out there and achieve for yourself. I would take it a step further and say that capitalism is the driving force for good in the entire world. And that is evident in all places where we've eliminated 99% of child hunger and hunger in general, you know, like obviously there's steps to be taken, but that doesn't happen through any other means than profit, right? Right. Dangling yeah. the carrot. And, and I, I think, yeah, a hundred percent, we, we, we're, we're the pioneers in that for sure. And does it come with a lot of inequality and, 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 and a gap, a widening gap between who's rich and who's not? Yeah. A hundred percent. No doubt, but take the good with the bad and you're still in a place that if you can't afford rent today, you can do something about it. Still exists. You can still do something about it. In fact, now more easier than ever because everyone is hiring. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's four hire signs. I, it's, it's been like that for like a year, dude. Yeah. There's been four uh, hiring signs in, in windows. People still can't uh, hire enough people that I, I, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, two days ago, where they were talking about how this, if we are going to be in a recession, this is going to be the weirdest recession we've ever been in because it doesn't, unemployment isn't following the uh, contraction of the economy. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, employment is rising while the economy is contracting. Weird, weird time, like never happened before. I still struggle to fully grasp it. Cause like, I, dude, I can't go to a family party these days without hearing the, the phrase, nobody wants to work anymore. I, I can't, it's, it's like impossible to not hear that. And like, it does seem like this thing that, I mean, obviously during COVID, there is a huge change, huge shift. And there's a ton of like uh, disability and just like financial aid and shit that the government was giving out. So like, yeah, easier not work. I don't blame those people that could sit at home and make more from just cashing a check from the government than like having to go and put 40 hours in. Like, that makes sense to me. But like now, a lot of that's ended. You know, we're still, we're kind of out of the pandemic. Shit's still going down, but like that's not as much of an affecting force. And yet everyone's still hiring. So it's, I just don't understand like what, what are these people doing to pay their bills or do yeah. anything if the it's government's not subsidizing it anymore? It's, it's like, 
that's that should not be on <laughs> a whole system to take care of people that don't want to work at this point because it's like there are plenty of of opportunities to go out there and exceed and even in the shitty jobs that people always complain about like McDonald's and all these other places like you could you start out at like sixteen to twenty dollars an hour, bro. Like there's tons of 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 potential to go out there and make money and and to make a livable wage for sure these days. So it's just I don't understand it now at you know two years removed from all the shit that was going down, like what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I remember being in, um, business school in an economics class and our teacher was talking about unemployment. This is in 2017. So this is when things were you know, pretty solid. Pretty and yeah. she, she was saying that the unemployment rate back then was like 4%, which is like kind of your sweet spot for economic uh, economists. You want to see unemployment right around 4% or, or lower. And then she said that number is actually substantially higher. Because the way that they calculate unemployment is they just do like phone surveys and they say, are you like, are you a, are you a working age person? Are you gainfully employed? And they'll say uh, yes or no. But what they don't account for are working age. And it's mostly men, working age men who are just not participating in the workforce. And when she was talking about it, she was kind of saying, you know, I, I don't know this for sure, but, you know, we, we do know that there's a, an incredible epidemic of uh, opioids in the Midwest. And then couple that with the homelessness crisis that's ever expanding on, on the West Coast. And so she's saying that the, the, the unemployment number is actually quite a bit higher than what is calculated because of these uh, working aged and mostly men aren't unemployed. They're just not searching for employment. And so, so my question is the same to you. What the, how are they, how are they existing? Right. If there's you know, an opioid problem, how are they paying for the opioids? You know, it, like my, <laughs> I have some ideas, um, <laughs> but, but you know, like, are they on unemployment? Cause if that's the case, then, you know, they're like the, the reckoning that that's coming is going to be a whole lot worse than, than, than we think because yeah. everybody's on the, on the, on the dole. I don't know, man. It's a great question. It really is a great question, but you can see it, right? Like, like, like think of, think of yourself as like a 35, 40 year old person who maybe got laid off on a job that wasn't great, but had stability and you had some time in. So you had, you know, so you had, you had some, some, uh, seniority tenure, tenure. There you go. And then you lose your job and now you're, you're looking down the barrel of another, I guess, dead end job at a fast food place or at a restaurant or at a, some business pushing papers or whatever. And you find drugs or, you, you know, you're in a state of despair already. And then you, uh, just aren't interested in work. And then you find, you know, drugs because it's completely flooded in your community. And then you say, well, the hell with this. Like, I just, I'm not even going to bother. I'm not, I don't want to participate anymore. The prospect of me starting over is so much worse than how I can numb this pain. I'm just going to numb it. And in whatever way that they, that, that you can, I mean, I, I can see it for sure. I could, I could definitely see somebody deciding, especially if you're in tune with anything, social media or the news or anything where it's just constant nonstop negativity Negative, yeah. about everything. I can see it. I can see it. I don't sympathize with it, though. Surely not. Surely not. But then, you know, dive into that age-old question of, uh, you know, how do you give somebody purpose? How do you help somebody participate in their life? Right. Yeah, right. Nobody, nobody has the answers. Yeah. 
Nobody has a fucking answer. Traditionally, I think the idea has been like throw government aid at them in, in one way or the other, if it's food stamps or, you know, unemployment or this or that. And I don't think that's work. We've talked about it all the time with what's no, gone down in all the, you know, Democrat run cities where they have had these programs in place for 50 plus years. It's like it's not effective. <laughs> and we'll bring it back full circle to July 4, 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was written and then the the Second Constitutional Congress followed and it was stated uh, undercase U, uppercase S, United States, where the Confederate, where, where the, the federal system as we know it now was put in place for only one thing, and that is to uh, protect us from uh, foreign wars and uh, and enemies and to sign treaties. And that's like literally it. Um, so I promise you the, 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 the problems that we find ourselves in, our government cannot fix them. They are not equipped to do so. They can only exasperate them and make them worse. And so I feel like as long as we continue to look at our government, for answers that we're never going to find, we're always going to be left in this state of despair and hopelessness because it's just, we're, we're waiting on a train that's not coming. But they continue to promise that that train's coming and it's on time. You're describing the Brittany Griner situation pretty well. Oh, though. Jesus. How sad is that, man? Dude, I, I, did you read about Fuck that letter me. she wrote to Biden this week? Yeah, dude. It like made me tear up when I, when I read her yeah, words because she's like, she's just like, just so scared you could tell in, in in her words and her sentiment that she's just terrified of where she's at yeah and the prospects of spending a decade in a russian jail golly man and then to be told you know or to have the narrative that you know government or whoever else is pushing is that they're working to do everything they can to help her and and she's basically like i'm i'm seeing none of that that's not happening <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i'm fucking no, she's stuck a, here she's a pawn dude she's a pawn yeah, that's it. it to, to the extent that that she's valuable to any sort of diplomatic uh, gains for Russia, she will be she will be left to rot. They don't give two shits about her. And yeah. I'm sure that they feel justified as locking up a pedophile who caught caught red handed diddling a boy. Yeah. For finding her with. And then I heard I don't know this for certain, but I heard it was like just CBD. I heard it wasn't even like THC. Oh, really? I, I mean, this is hearsay i don't even i don't even know where i read it i just i just know that that thought was in my mind uh i don't know if it's true or not she may not even had anything who knows who knows dude right they might if, have targeted her and if russia's asking like for a swap of of a prisoner or something like that and we're releasing like some like you know terrible person back to them mm -hmm. or some shit and, and we're just we're getting a WNBA player it's like fuck like is that worth is that a, a trade worth making like i mean I, I i don't know i don't know how biden the administration's looking at it but i, I heard that they're kind of trying to not negotiate with Russia to like not appear weak in this situation and kind of like set a precedent going forward where they can kind of be manipulated in a way, especially like with what's going on with Ukraine at the same time. So that's kind of why he's been so tongue in cheek about it. But yeah, I don't know. The, the Ukraine situation doesn't make it any better. Not for nothing. Donald Trump freed ASAP Rocky and threatened <laughs> and threatened war if he wasn't freed. Would he do the same for Brittany Griner in a time of war in the mid in the in Europe? Who knows? It's just such a fuck situation, man. I feel so sorry for. Her. Yeah, I just same. I, you know, I could I could see myself doing it. Like I don't know. I read the rules. I'm bringing a little pen on a carry on. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, this is probably not gonna hurt anybody. I think they would let you fly though. I think she has the status. No offense to you, mm -hmm. but I think and, she has status. Taken. So, so they're using it, you know, as as a power play. Well, uh, speaking of sports, sports. Have you been you've been watching Wimbledon? 
Fuck yeah, I've been watching Wimbledon, bro. Yesterday was like one of the coolest tennis matches I've ever watched in my life. Did you get a was chance that, to uh, check the it Joker? out? Dude, it was insane. You understand tennis, right? Should Do I need to kind of go through and explain the way no, that I, a yeah, I know typical tennis. match goes? Okay. Well, so basically, it's all about sets. First guy in men's tennis, first to win three sets. And yesterday in the quarterfinal, uh, jo no Novak Djokovic was going against Yannick Sinner uh, from Italy. Djokovic is like a one seed, I think. Uh, center was a 10 seat i'm pretty sure yeah. young kid he's like 20 21 novak's like 35 36 like he's he's up there in age but he's a beast he's maybe the best ever he's one of my favorite players and he went down two sets he he lost the first two sets straight seven five and six two was not looking good for him this dude went and he took a toilet break so i'm guessing he took a shit and <laughs> he, he was saying that he kind of like gave himself a pep talk yelled at himself a little bit in the mirror Came back out, won three straight sets, six three, six two, six two, and wow, what a that's like that's like a three one. That's like coming back three one in the, in the finals or some shit like that. Like, it just it doesn't happen that much. So tennis is is it's a grueling game. It it's extremely mental. And at, at at a point here, like this dude was was on his last you know last throws on the throws of it or whatever you want to say. Like he was not looking good, and he just like picked himself up and just dominated for three straight sets uh, to now advance to the semifinals. But it, it was a masterclass to see, bro. I I can't even begin to uh, congratulate this man enough. It, it was beautiful to watch, and it, hopefully it all sets up a Djokovic Nadal final. Uh, which would be this weekend, I think, on Sunday. Really hoping to see that because I mean, Djokovic is I think the best ever. But Nadal has been playing out of his fucking mind this year, and he's going. If you if Nadal wins at uh, Wimbledon, he had, would have then won like the Grand Slam of championships between the French Open, uh, I think it's the U.S. Open, and this. Uh, so he just this it, year, you mean in the same calendar? Year? In the same calendar year, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's crazy, tennis, man. Uh, here's a clip from Novak Djokovic. Consequences of my decision was not going to Australia, and I was prepared not to go, and I understand that not being vaccinated today, I, you know, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments at the moment. And, and that's the price you're willing to pay? I, that, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. Ultimately, are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically, because you feel so strongly about this jam? Yes, I do. But as things stand, if this means that you miss the French Open, is that a price you'd be willing to pay? Yes, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. And if it means that you miss Wimbledon this year, again, that's a price you're willing to pay? Yes. Why, Novak? Why? Why? Do because the principles of uh, decision-making on my body uh, are more important than any title. Well said. Yeah, man, I thought that was interesting. Like you said, I, I don't. I think if you were to retire today, I, you'd make the, the 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 case that he's the greatest tennis player ever. Yep, he's two majors behind the doll, but okay, yeah. So to the extent that he needs to prove that anymore statistically, he's saying, eh, whatever. If I'm going to do it, it's not because I'm forced to take a, a vaccine. I don't know, good for him. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's Stay a man strong. of principle. I, it sounds like he just believes it's his body, and he should be able to put into it what he wants to. Like if that's going to affect his participation in these events like that's okay but I, I i side with him on that I, I definitely side with him on that but regardless he was able to participate in wimbledon and it looks like the rest of the tournaments going forward 
maybe not the Australian Open. I I don't know. That's already happened this year, so that's something to approach next year. But regardless, it, Wimbledon's in full swing. There's been a ton of great matches. I was really bummed to see Serena Williams exit in the first round. Yeah, was she just not in form? Yeah, it was her first event in like over a year, and she just played a younger lady, and she kind of got on her early. And in women's tennis, dude, it sucks. Like, I, the, the sport doesn't suck. I like women's tennis. It sucks because they only play to two sets. So like in this match yesterday, Novak would have lost. We would have never got to see him go and take three straight sets because in right. women's tennis you just have to take two and it's over. And I think I think we get cheated out a lot of great matches. Like I knowing the champion that Serena is, I I wouldn't put it past her that she could have dug it and come back against uh there was a lady from France. I can't think of her name. But I, you know, it just it sucks that you, you maybe get robbed of that. But that's weird. That's like uh that's like if you're in golf you only play 15 holes if you're if you're in the w or the lpga right right but the but the pga tour plays 18 right exactly yeah it's kind of weird yeah it's never made sense to me i was i was talking to sarah about that i'm like do you think that discredits not discredits but just like tarnishes or or like makes serena's like dominate like the domination she's had for so many years any less because you only have to go out and win two sets to win you know that match instead of having to win three which is a little harder, but Sarah thinks she would have just dominated more. In th- that's how far ahead she was of everybody else. Yeah, it would have just it would have just been that much more. Like the record books would have just been that much more deeper because she would have had an extra set in every one of those matches to just completely yeah right wipe away and, and the competition. She makes the point that like she could have come back in some matches, like you no you know like Novak did yesterday, and and would maybe even have more wins as a result of that. So hmm. I I don't know I don't, I don't know, but it, it's a good time to get into tennis. People, there are so many young prospects. I mean you. I've Everyone knows the Federers and the Djokovic's and the Nadal's, but there are some people coming up that are just young with a shit ton of talent, really make the game fun to watch and, and you know, will kind of re-energize it for the next 10, 15 years. So if, if at all you're interested in tennis, it is a great time to get into it. I love tennis. Do we need love to play it. sometime? I think you'd be really good at it. Yeah. I You know, it's one of those sports I always wanted to play growing up, but I just, I, I guess I never had the opportunity or whatever. But yeah, it's an awesome sport. It's a great time. Let's take a pivot here, Al. How hard of a pivot we taking? Ta- uh, pretty hard. Okay. Um, let us go to... <sighs> There's two shootings over the weekend. There were. I don't care about either of them. Ooh, okay. It just like the one in the one in Illinois. It's just it was just a, it's a crazy person. I, there's no insight to be had there. There's nothing. There's no gun legislation talk. We're in Illinois tightest gun restrictions, all the things that they, that the, the politicians are calling for are things that exist in Illinois. There's no conversation to be had there. There was no ideology. I don't want to, I just, I hate talking about these things because it seems to me, the more we talk about them, the more it happens. And I don't think that's like a, I'm, I'm almost positive. There's a direct correlation there with the amount of attention and press and time, uh, that these people get for what they do only breeds more. There's no reason to dive deep into this. There's no insight. It's just a tragedy. And honestly, I wish we would just leave it at that. It's a tragedy. Talk about the people that died. Remember their their lives and, and let it not be for naught. And 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 that's it. I, so unless you have anything else to add there, I just, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't know if saying I don't care is, is I mean, because seven people died here. So, you know, it's, it, it's something to care about for sure. You know, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's a tragedy, but you make a really good point, man. This is the state with some of the tightest gun laws in the entire country and is this still happened and it, this was also like a rifle from what i understand this wasn't an assault rifle that everyone's calling to be banned and all this other stuff this was a a high-powered just like rifle that shoots one round at a time 
and he was able to do significant damage with it in a very public place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly did not think of it from that that viewpoint, actually, like when I was kind of thinking about this story, you just kind of wrapped up in the, oh my God, how could someone do this kind of thing? But that is true. It happened in a, you know, this shit can still happen with as tight of restrictions as, as there are in the state, man. I, people f- applied for a FOID card, which is like how you would ever buy a firearm legally in Illinois. My mm-hmm. brother did it, and I think it was, it's almost been three years, and he still hasn't received oh, really? his shit back to do it. Yes. So... This, it is extremely hard to get a gun in this state, and this shit still happens. So let's just say, for example, this person had like a deep rooted hatred for black people, or white people, or Christians, or Jews, or insert your community here, right? Mm-hmm. My question is, what does it matter if he did or not? And us talking about it or us finding, because unfortunately it's happened so much that we can begin to see a pattern here. And here's the pattern. Tragedy happens. It's a shooting. We wait to see who the person is. And then we just pile on judgment. Just pile it on. If it's, if it, if it, if it satisfies this side and we pile it on, if it satisfies this side, we pile it on and we, and we, and we talk about it incessantly. Like it's this underbelly of, of our nation that is this, whatever, or this whatever. And to me, we're doing a disservice to not only the people that have died previously from from gun tragedies that have died in this gun tragedy and that will perish in future gun tragedies by continually to incessantly talk about what this person was about because we are now doing their bidding. And so somebody else who has this idea says, oh, well, I can become infamous. If anything else, right? I don't give a shit about my life. I'm at the point where I want to hurt people and I can do so in a way that's going to make me infamous and I'm going to live on forever and people are going to talk about me and they're going to dissect my manifesto and they're going to talk about all these things that I, you know, that, that are in my head and that are festering mm-hmm. me. The, the things that people aren't listening to me about now, I can now get my message across. Our, our media is the catalyst for that. And so to me, it's like, dude, we like, I, you know, short of not covering these things at all which obviously you, I, 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 don't, I don't think you could ever do. There, uh, to me, there's got to now be a responsibility. Like, like if we could shout at the rooftops about gun legislation or, or anything that we think might stop these tragedies from happening. But the one thing that we can do right now is to stop talking about the people. So stop it. Don't say their, don't say their names, their pictures all up on, on social media. And it takes an individual effort to not do that. Because you can't stop somebody else from posting it, but you sure as hell can stop yourself from talking about this person saying their name, talking about what they thought. It doesn't matter. If you're at the point where you're ready to kill a bunch of people for the purpose of killing a bunch of people, what you thought prior to that is irrelevant. And it, it's yeah. not, has nothing to me, has nothing to do with the fact that you've decided to go down and guns blazing, pardon the pun, and take down as many people with you as possible. That to me should d- deserves no attention. That's the one thing I don't get about, like, for example, if you think that white supremacy is running rampant throughout the country. So automatically, the solution is that we need to talk about this. This is a problem. We need to talk about it. Why are you giving these people the time of day? Why are we giving the people the time of day? If we don't think that their ideology or their, their way of thinking is is any good, then why why pay it any mind? Why give them the satisfaction? Like to me, it just I, I can't wrap my head around it. And the only thing I, I can come back to in, in, in my infinite cynicism is that we're so our, our appetite is is so geared towards death and destruction and we 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 eat it up and it's like porn to us that as long as that's the case, 
we are going to continue to get fed that because that is what's going to garner attention. And obviously the bottom line there is dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's fighting for your eyeballs. My thoughts? <sighs> no, I mean, it's hard for me to disagree with that. I would say like the, just on the white supremacy thing, I think that is perceived by some people that experience it every day, you know, in, in black communities all across our country. But I think it then gets, it exploits other people, perhaps like other you know, white people and other thing like that, where they like take it and run with it and they make it, I don't want to say a bigger thing than it is. Cause that is, a, I mean, white supremacy, it's not like something to just like lift your nose at and not pay attention to. Cause it, it does happen. And, and it's, I mean, we've seen the results of it in our prison system numbers alone with, with what these, what's happened to these communities. And that's not just like one direct thing, why the, the communities are like that and why the prison numbers are like they are. But I think it's a, a possible result of that. I mean, we introduced crack into their, into all their cities in the eighties and that had long-lasting effects that are still felt today and, and some would say that was like a direct thing of white race of white supremacy in a, in a way but i think it also then gets blown out of proportion and and, and run with and and kind of like what we were talking about when you're when you're teaching when we we're talking about critical race theory and it's like you like put this into people's heads right away and then like it's all you can think about and you can't like escape that reality and like that kind of doesn't help the situation either so it's tough, dude. I, I don't know. That, that'd be my only thoughts on it. I don't know if I agree or disagree with what you're saying, but <laughs> that'd be yeah, my well, retort uh, to No, I hear you, man. And to the extent that any of these things exist, I don't, I don't want to diminish that. But, but certainly it doesn't help anybody, particularly the continuation of these tragedies, when we're so enthralled and, and like, why not? Right. It's, it's, it's a tragic, jarring thing, especially the closer it is to your community, the more you feel it and the more you're upset about it. And then if there's something, some ideology that follows, then you can pin your anger and your, and your frustration and your pain on one thing. Right. And then that, mm -hmm. that becomes the enemy, not this person that did this thing that we should. Uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, like, like we, we, we should shun them in, in every aspect, give credence to none of their thoughts, erase them from our, our memory completely. Don't have any mention of their name or their ideology. Don't give them the fame because if that is what you're worried about, that this thing that they're thinking that led them to murder people is an is going to spread through your community then what better way to spread it than to have everybody talk about it mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like it's yeah, so so yeah. counterproductive but so so i mentioned there was two shootings that this was one in illinois and then there was one in akron that caught a lot of attention and this one perplexed me uh quite a bit so i want you i want you to think al and and anyone listening back to the last time that you got pulled over by the police mm -hmm. did you shoot your gun out of the window. Don't believe I did. I don't even think I had a firearm on me. Yeah, I didn't either. So, so this guy that got killed by the police in Akron, that's what he did, right? So he's, he's the, the, the police are trying to pull him over. He goes onto the freeway and then he takes his gun out of his car and he shoots it. Now it's saying that they didn't shoot at the police, which at that point is irrelevant. If you're getting pulled over and you're shooting a gun, you know, you're, you're pretty much asking for it. So this guy gets out of his car, doesn't bring his firearm, tries to run, I don't really know the whole story, but I know he ended up dead, which all up until that point makes sense, right? This guy is running after shooting at the police. He ends up dead. You can kind of draw those lines. And then you read that he was shot 60 times. And over 90 rounds were fired. Why? Right. Because he was being charged. He was being chased by eight police officers that are shooting semi-automatic pistols that can shoot, you know, 10 to 15 rounds in a matter of seconds. So it can get messy quick, you know? I'm not saying... I'm not saying they weren't justified in shooting at him, but 90 rounds. No, I'm, I agree. It's very excessive. I, I, it was hard for me to believe because my sister told me this story. And, and whenever I hear any of this stuff, it's like, I want to get 
all the information before I jump to a conclusion. Because yeah, nowadays sure. with what we were just kind of talking about, it's easy to jump to a conclusion or pick a side right away. Like just wanting to be on the right side of it or whatever. It's hard for me, and, and I watched this body cam footage, and I'm still it's still kind of hard for me. It's I, I don't understand because they said that he took sixty rounds. I don't understand how that's possible. And to still have been trying to flee police or, or anything like, like you take <laughs> 10 rounds and you're probably dropping to the ground. So mm -hmm. I want to hear more about this. Like, was this dude on any kind of like drugs, perhaps maybe like mm -hmm. if it's like bath salts or something like that, where you can take more bullets? Was it really a case of, OK, these these pistols are semi-automatic. They shoot so fast. He took 60 rounds in a matter of 30 seconds and then was was laying there. I, I've heard reports that police stood over him and shot him. I find that really, really hard to believe. I, I, I really, especially in this day and age, all these cops are strapped up with with body cams. I don't think once they have someone wounded on the ground, they're going to stand over him and continue to put rounds into him. I, I really find that hard to believe. They're shitty cops, but like that, that I don't think that was the case here. Still think there's a lot of things to come out about this. In my research, reading the story, I did find something that was kind of interesting, and, and I don't disagree with it, but I hate to say that because police are not taught to shoot to maim. No, they're, they're shoot to kill. Yeah. They're, they're shoot they, to take the best shot to incapacitate the person. The reason is why they're not sh taught to shoot to maim, because when you do that, you're shooting at thinner body parts, which oh, yeah. are harder to hit and result in more strays going and hitting houses and taking out kids and or just innocent bystanders, the best chance to stop a threat is to shoot center mass so that you have the biggest target to hit. And as much as that sucks, like everyone says, you know, shoot to maim, shoot to maim, that makes so much sense because I, I don't know what the situation is with, with this guy and, and whatever, but like at the end of the day, running from cops, like some shit was going down. This dude didn't have a criminal record, but like I, you're, you're running from police, so like, you're kind of in the wrong at that point, one way or the other. You don't deserve what happened to him, but like a person in their house doesn't deserve to catch a stray because of whatever the fuck that situation is. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that makes sense. It sucks to say, but it makes sense. Yeah, especially like, yeah, like you said, thinner body part. And if it is a threat that you're scared of or that you can perceive in whatever amount of time that you can, that it's going it's going to threaten your life. You don't have, you don't have time to be calm and like aim like i just want to shoot your arm you know like like no nope, you're right there i'm shooting at, at basically anything that i can hit and in like you said center mass you have big huge chest platform right there boom sorry but and and that's the thing like yeah it's a terrible look <laughs> this guy took 60 rounds it is awful i mean there was protests in akron uh, uh, about this killing and even if it was my family member and they and they did what this guy did and and you know deserve is a kind of a harsh word but but if you're if you're running from the police and you're shooting out of your window while you're doing it it's kind of what you're asking for but if it was my family member and all that happened and then he took 60 rounds like 60 rounds i don't know man i i, I can't put myself in that position in that situation i've never been in it before i don't know what it is you said there was how many eight eight police officers eight police officers the one thing that's really not being reported on is that they did try to tase him first they didn't just I saw start that, open yeah. firing on this guy and they, they only started firing on him after the shot happened. He went on a seven-minute car chase and then exited the vehicle wearing a ski mask and, and was running through through the back alleys and shit. Mm -hmm. Then they tried to tase him unsuccessfully, and then uh, is that's when the officers all opened fired. Is it necessary for eight officers to all shoot at the same time at one target? Probably not. That sounds like a fucking firing squad to me. Yeah, you know that's exactly what it sounds like. Especially because they're saying he's unarmed at the time, so it's like, yes, you may have heard a shot before, but like, is he currently like, is he shooting at you now? Like, more than likely, if you're running from the cops after that, 
you'd probably ditch that gun. He didn't. He left it in the car, apparently. But mm-hmm. I, I would think that he would throw that gun while he's running. So it's like, to me, they may have felt threatened when they heard that shot. Then he goes on a run. But once they kind of have him surrounded or whatever they did in this parking lot, I don't know if he was as much of a threat to have eight people all fire on him at once. It, it's it's just tough, dude. It's such a judgment, adrenaline, all this shit's going on. And in right. hindsight, we can sit here and say this. But And I think given the facts... It's like, yeah, it, more or less, more or less justified. The thing that I have a problem with is when NPR puts out this story, they say that un- unarmed man in Akron was killed by the police. Like that's so disingenuous. And then there's protests that night. It's like if one, if you read that and you don't take the time to look into the story, that's kind of on you. But but let's say you did it, and let's just say that like you see that headline because that's what most people do. They see the headline and then they they make a reaction about it. And then you're on Twitter and you're like, wow, in my hometown, really? This, that, and the other. That gains traction, snowballs, and then people take to the streets. And it's like, I'm not saying NPR is directly responsible, but they have a responsibility when you write a headline like that. Because like, is it true that he was unarmed? Yes. Is it true that he shot at police? Yes. Was he wearing a ski mask? Yes. Like these details matter, right? Like if you were to say unarmed man killed by the police after shooting out of his window at police and driving over 50 miles an hour through a residential area running from them well then that tells a much more complete story you know and gives people way more information about what happened so that their mind doesn't automatically go to oh wow great there we go another unarmed black man killed by the police what an awesome country we live in still not a justification for taking 60 rounds for anyone ah, it's such a bad look it's a bad look it it really really is it, it is but i i don't think it's it, you just automatically jump to these are fucking racist police that were trying to kill a black dude. I don't, I think that's a big jump from some of the details I've read. I think it's a big jump. I think the way that it ended is, is tragic. And, and like we're saying, it, not necessary to shoot 90 plus rounds at, at, at anyone. Yeah. Um, but, Agreed. Ah. Agreed. Um, you know, what's not a b- uh, good look either. Gas prices. Yeah, not at all. In Illinois this week, something passed, some legislation went into effect that there is no longer tax for the next year on groceries and gas. Oh, tax holiday. Yeah, a little tax holiday for like a year or so, and gas instantly dropped like 50, 60 cents here. So that was sick. Oh, look at that. Yeah. This is uh, our grandfather-in-chief, Joe Biden, (laughs) talking about gas prices. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. There's like no words that I have to explain just how ridiculous of a statement that that was by our president. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I, ow, maybe we are all just stupid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like maybe we are all just so dumb that that's, that statement can be, can be said aloud by our president and then people will actually believe it, the words that he's saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know how many, how much people make on gas stations, on, on, on gasoline. Uh, this is, this is my realm, right? I live here. I, I work in, in gas stations, I, I sell to gas stations. I'm very familiar with what goes on in a retail gas station. Do you know how much money a gas station owner makes profit? My guess would be their profit would be off of the snacks and shit they sell inside more so than the oil that they sell at the pump. The, pro- the profit margin is certainly higher with your Cokes and your Smokes. Yeah. But on a gallon of gas, 
you're very happy with 10 cents to the gallon profit. Wow. Right. Damn. If, if you're a, if you're an independent, meaning you're not branded by any of the major oil companies, sometimes you can find really good deals. Um, I knew somebody who was making close to a dollar a gallon, which is incredible. Like you're cool. swimming in and don't get me wrong. If you own a gas station and you do it right, you will make money and you will make good money. But it's not like you have this, this room to work with or that because you've made money in the past that you could just automatically lower your prices. Now, that's not how it works. If you're an owner of name any major oil company, Shell, BP, 76, Arco, what have you, you have a contract with that oil company and you're beholden to buy, to purchase gas from that oil company. And your price is your price. You don't get gasoline and then mark it up 50 cents because you can, and then you make that profit. You mark it up to the market that you that you currently operate in, and you don't have a lot of wiggle room. You're beholden to your oil company. Mm-hmm. When prices go up the way that they've gone up, people stop driving as much. So your profit margin hasn't increased at all. As a matter of fact, it probably has decreased because now you have to be so price competitive to get more customers and you have less customers. So you're making less money when the price goes up. That's how it works. So yeah. these gas station owners are not, they're in the same boat as everybody else in that these prices are affecting them negatively. Right. For the president to go out on, on and he was in, I think he was in Europe at the, at the, when he said this, and to call out gas station owners to a man or a woman, they, they, they exist, and to tell them to lower gas prices. He might as well be telling you and I that we need to, like, I don't know, ration meals to, to one a day, or that we need to stop, you know, driving to work and take a bike. I mean, it's just so absurd. There's nothing, there's, there, there's absolutely no sense into, in, into that sentiment. And moreover, the people that own gas stations, at least where I work in San Diego, the majority of them are Chaldean, which is Catholic Iraqis who immigrated from Iraq to San Diego. And now they have a stronghold in the gas station market. If you go up north to the Bay Area, it's all Indians. So all immigrants who came to America and have staked their claim and are doing fantastic and and they should be celebrated for doing so. And to demonize them, to make them the people that are the cause of your, of your high gas prices. I I just, I, it, it, it infuriates me so much. This is uh, Jeff Bezos replying to it, to a tweet from president Biden that basically said the same thing you just heard on that clip. He said, ouch, inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. Mm. This is the man who owns the Washington Post, who gives millions and millions of dollars to left wing causes and organizations. You know, this this is this transcends politics. This transcends ideology. This is just like he said, basic market dynamics. And the White House is just trying to slap us in the face it just it just oh my god nothing boils my blood more than than thinking that your constituents are that stupid i i still never understand how he doesn't get more shit for like in my lifetime as far as i remember the most ineffective presidency that we've seen dude by by far and away the worst you know and at every step it's just a complete clown show at every step. And I didn't love Obama. I didn't hate him either. I didn't love him. But like he at least followed through on some of the shit he said he was going to do. And and a lot of the other guys, I mean, Bush did some dumb shit. 
got us into some <laughs> into a war that was pretty much for nothing. But like they at least like followed through on things they said they were going to do or did things while they were there. This guy has all the power he would need, has all the house, everything, and this party can't get anything done. They're they're they look like fools, man. It's discrediting the entire left wing, honestly, from my viewpoint, at least. I don't know. I, I, I think that they, you know, when they when they got into office, they pigeonholed themselves when, when when they took these big, you know, grand steps to to turn an economy. I said it before. It's it's an admirable goal. It really is. But when you get when you get to the point where you're where you're saying this is the tweet that Jeff Bezos responded to my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product, and do it now. Are you like? Are you asking people to <laughs> not make money? Like, like, what is your what is your goal here? Right, right. Like, 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 uh, like you said, man. Ineffective, completely, totally, but like out of touch at best. But just, but, but it's, it's like disrespectful to say these things. It's like really, it's so much like, like you're on high, like you're, like you're sitting so far on top of, of all of, all of America that like, that you have the ability to say these things. And like I said, man, maybe we are that dumb and that the people who are hearing this and reading this are, 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 are accepting it at face value and, and, and then are saying, oh yeah, it's, it's the, it's the damn gas station owners that are, that are causing these prices to go up. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, dude. Well, and then it, it, it's. If, if it couldn't get worse, you just told me something scary right before we started. Gavin Newsom's thinking about running for president. That's that's how disorganized they are. Is that they have a sitting, they have someone sitting in the office of presidency right now in their party, and they're <laughs> they're already going to try to unseat him with another guy, and and that guy's Gavin Newsom. Really? So they're they're all being asked right now. Is you know is is Biden going to run? Uh, is he going to you know? And and Biden's saying yeah he is. Who is he really? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, he's he said it. He said he's oh, going to wow. run. So this is something that like they're trying to keep things as congealed as possible inside the Democratic Party. So so they're they're not they're not going to come out and just say it out loud. But I'm going to I'll share with you what I've seen from Gavin Newsom. Then you can tell me whether or not you think he's going to run for president. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom its under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. So he's he, he ran that, that uh, ad in Florida. Hmm. So the only thing that tells me is if you're running an ad in Florida and you're the governor of California, you're posturing for something uh, much more nationwide than being governor of California. So I absolutely think he's going to run for president in 2024. Whether or not he wins the nomination, who knows, but he will get destroyed. Destroyed. He sucks. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the absolute worst. I, I just think it's so funny for him to talk about like freedom, saying that California is the state of freedom. Um, if that were true, then the Wall Street Journal wouldn't have an article out talking about how the exodus from California is quite real. And the states that are quote unquote red, where they're getting the influx of people leaving California, are making an economic come back far, far faster mm. than than states that are, quote, blue. The state of freedom that has lost Tesla headquarters and countless other companies to places like Texas and Florida. And he's sending this this video out into Florida. 
obviously not, he's not going to convince anybody to move back to California from that one video. It's doing it for attention and it's working. We're talking about it, but, um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I think it's so funny and, and hypocritical and, uh, you know, it's going to work. I mean, you're going to see that. And if you, you know, believe in the things that he's talked about, he, he said, uh, like, like the Republicans are banning books. Uh, yeah. But they're, they're just taking like sexually explicit books out of children's libraries. So yeah, I mean, they're banning them for sure, but with, with cause that I, I think is great. He's talking about assault on women, obviously, uh, abortion. Um, and then he's talking about like freedom to talk at schools, he's talking about the don't say gay bill, right? So he's taking all these issues, throwing them in Florida, Floridians faces and saying, Hey, come to California where freedom still exists. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just felt like buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Yep. <laughs> yep. You, you, you can feel free to come here and uh, not afford anything and live on the street. You're free to do that. Many do. Um, anyway, I thought oh, that was interesting. Man. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you know? Ah, you know what? We don't have time for this, Al. Next time? Yeah, let's do it next time. We'll talk about oh, particles colliding. That's, that's uh, fun stuff. I have one of those underneath my house, actually. Do you really? Yeah, smaller version, but yes. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's why we, that, none of us have basements or in-ground from, pools here. No way. Yeah, yeah. Is that through Northwestern? No, it's it's called Fermilabs. It's like a particle accelerator. Kind of just goes like all underneath Warrenville, where I oh, live. Okay. Uh, but that's why like we, we have a bunch of different shit here. We have no basements. I don't think we're allowed to have in-ground pools. For some reason, our water is different. I don't know if that's because of tunneling and they're not able to provide us water from like Michigan and we that's why we all kind of have like hard water it's in, it's really interesting huh. but yeah no one time sometime when you're here we could go over there they have a buffalo preserve right there in the middle of fucking Illinois neat buy my yeah. ticket right now <laughs> yeah, right. uh but I did hear that about CERN we should talk about that next time because that shit's very interesting maybe Super by then cool, the whole man. world will have ended anyway maybe by then we'll have been sucked in by a black hole created by CERN and uh it'll be a sweet relief <laughs> we'll have nothing to argue about anymore <laughs> and it'll be instantaneous um shout out to our sponsor gun barrel coffee drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself but what you can do that and help american heroes it is that much better gun barrel coffee is proud to donate one dollar from every single item purchased to veterans and first responder charities all across the country they offer 14 different blends and roasts which you can get in whole bean ground or single serve pods and right now, as a friend of this ship, you can use the promo code FNH10. You're going to use that code, and you're going to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at GunBarrelCoffee.com. That is GunBarrelCoffee.com, promo code FNH10. Gun Barrel Coffee, damn good coffee, damn good cause. This is episode 99, Frank. Uh, mm. We're coming up on it. On the Centennial, on the Cien. Yeah, we'll have to schedule some kind of party or something for this next episode. we got a game plan a little maybe, bit here. Maybe we'll have Gilbert on. Ooh, hi, buddy. Hi, bud. <laughs> you need a haircut, bro. Your hair's looking oh, long. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's shaggy. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it that way. Because doesn't yeah. he look like... Uh, he looks like he's supposed to be. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like... Like that's who he's meant to be. When he gets shaved, I'll bring him on next time, next week when when, when he's when he's shaved because he's getting a haircut this weekend. He looks like a rat, dude. Really? He yeah, he just looks like a shell of himself. I feel so bad. Him. How does like, she shave if, him? Does she do like the body but leave oh, the head the, or the vet? I'm the saying, vet does. but like, I guess the style is what I'm saying. Like, because some oh. some owners will leave him long in certain places, which always looks weird to me. The head. The head. I mean, yeah, they'll yeah. shave his head, but his head looks giant compared to yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's so fragile though. Like you know, it's like like when he has hair on him, he kind of has some like girth to him. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and then when he shaves, he's just like a little, he's just like a little, and he's like a show of himself. I feel like he gets self-conscious about it. I'm excited to come see him. It'll be like one more month and I'll be out there. You bet. All right, pal. Um, where, can, where can they find our things if they were curious? They can find us on Twitter at FriendshipNH. Um, if you want to hit us up on Instagram or TikTok, it's at FriendshipNewsHour. Same handle, both socials. And send us an email, bummerdude.media at gmail.com. That's bummerdude.media at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. 